actually happened, we would have been in a much, much worse situation, and we would have been in a really bad place. I mean, their projections were staggering, and it didn't happen because we slowed the models. But remember what they were talking about, CDC, which is supposed to be the preeminent source, 160 million to 214 million people infected, they were projecting. That was only March 13th. That's what the CDC was projecting. You know how many 160 to 214 million are? We only have 328 million people in the country. Mm -hmm. They were projecting more of half, more than half of the population and maybe two-thirds of the population infected. And that was only a month ago. They were saying 2.4 million people to 21 million people would be hospitalized. You know how many that is? We only have 900,000 hospital beds in the nation. They were saying, by their projection, a minimum of twice as many people would need hospital beds as we have hospital beds. Just imagine that. That was the CDC. The White House Coronavirus Task Force, the same thing. White House Coronavirus Task Force was saying 1.5 to 2.2 million deaths. Deaths. And that was the White House Coronavirus Task Force as of March 31. Okay? Uh, worst, best case scenario, 100 to 240,000. Best With case. With mitigation efforts. With mitigation. March 31. A lying. Just over two weeks ago. Yep. So, uh, and that's why all of these models said the same thing. They were all believing a higher infection rate. Now, and that's McKinsey, and that's Columbia, and that's Cornell, that's all of them. That's the Gates-funded model. They were all projecting a higher infection rate. We slowed the infection rate by our actions, and oh. that's why we're in a better position today. Bullshit. What does the infection rate mean? And I know this gets a little granular, but people have to understand it if they're going to understand why we need to do what we need to do. The infection rate is how many people does one person infect, okay? How fast is the virus spreading from one person to another? And they talk about the r naught factor. Your north factor is the projected spread of the virus, okay? If one person infects less than one other person, the disease is on the decline. If one person basically infects uh, one more person, the rate of spread is stable. I get infected, I infect one, one person infects one. When you have a really situation out of control, is one person infects two people or more, because then the increase is just exponential, and that's fire through dry grass. This is what they were all trying to project, and this is what we have to control as we start to reopen the economy. We say, we turn the valve on the economy, we open a little bit, and we watch the meter, right? What's the meter? The meter is, the hospitalization rate, or even better, 
the virus spread rate. So you start to turn that valve, you start to bring people out of their homes, you start to reopen businesses, you see that number going up, turn the valve back right away. Now they're going to be fucking with uh, us. And this is what we're trying to deal with going forward. They're going to... Nobody has been here before. They're going to let us out? So trying to figure it out. Just to lock us back if down again. One person, if the virus spread increases... They're going to show us who's boss. Where one person affects two people, that is an outbreak. If one person is only infecting uh, one other person, that is basically a stable increase. Ideally, one person is infecting less than one person. <laughs> And that is a decline. <laughs> Just their pets. The spread of the virus. Less than one person. And that's what we're shooting for. Just to belabor this one more point. Where you've seen an outbreak epidemic spread, it's when one person is infecting more than one other person. That's when you're out of control. On the Diamond Princess cruise, the infection rate was one person infects 2.2 additional people. Wuhan was one person was infecting two people or three people. The 1918 pandemic, one person was infecting one and a half to 2.8. On our severe projection, one person was infecting 1.4 to 1.8. On the moderate projection, one person was infecting 1.2 to 1.4, okay? What we've done, because of our mitigation efforts, social distancing, stay home, lock the door. We saved the we world. We brought it to less than one. Our infection spread rate is 0.9, okay? How can you be less than one? Wuhan, which really closed down everything, 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 uh, and, and, locked it up, Wuhan brought the infection rate down to 0.3. Okay? So that's the range we're talking about. But when you think about that, we're at a now third 0. of a person. 9. We only a ninth have of a, person. a margin Ridiculous. of error of 0. 0.9 to 1.2. 1.2 takes you back to the high projection. Oh my gosh. We're that's at point so nine. ridiculous. That does not leave you a lot of wiggle room. So you're going to start to phase the reopening. You're at point nine now. This, this entire close down. If you go to 1.2, give me a break. You're going to have a problem. Enough, enough, so enough. So you see how narrow uh, the window is. But New York pause has worked. Oh yes. The close down has worked. We That's how we world. controlled the beast. That's how we got it down to point nine. However. We're not there yet. We're just at point nine. Again, Wuhan got down to point three. So we have to continue doing what we're doing. Uh, I'd like to see that infection rate get down even more. May 15th, bitches. The New York pause policies, the close down policies, will be extended in coordination with other states to May 15th. May 15th. Uh, I what other voices say. They don't care about you. Say
16. I'm going to try to be really good today and not be super obnoxious with things like the microphone or taking big sniffles in the middle of speaking because I, I'm trying to get better at this. And I realize that um, sometimes I have a pretty decent message, but I just totally destroy it because I'm not being very conscientious of what I'm doing or when I record or how I'm speaking. Who the hell knows? I'm not really good at this, but I just wanted to say good afternoon. It is April 16th, Thursday, April 16th, 2020, and our governor here in New York has decided to extend our quote-unquote pause uh, until May 15th. So we have another month of this nonsense, and uh, again, for myself, it's not really that big of a deal because... I'm out and about, I'm working, I'm doing what I have to do. I am not in New York City, but I am in the outskirts and uh, we're a little insulated out here. So people are still doing what they're doing. Uh, unfortunately, governor and the mayor have instituted uh, new guidelines or rules and uh, luckily none of this applies to me, but anybody riding public transportation or going to the supermarket, they're, they're basically allowing people to be turned away and this is this has happened in other states. I believe there is a video footage of a dude getting kicked off a public transportation in Philadelphia. I mean, they had like five guys pulling him off for not wearing a mask. I mean, like, give me a fucking break. Just give the guy a ticket or whatever. Don't even give him a ticket. Don't even give him a ticket. But like, why make it such an, a dramatic offense? Okay, you have public transportation. This is your government trying to protect you. This is your government trying to play the role of uh, Big Daddy. Uh, <laughs> and for some it works, uh, and, and for some it does not. Me, I can't say that I'm completely affected. I drive a car, so I don't have to take public transportation. How, I would, how would I feel if I were somebody who had to take public transportation? Okay. Would I feel more comfortable wearing a mask? Yeah, I guess. Now that it's in vogue, one of the reasons why I left my initial units um, when I worked in the hospital setting, I, 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 I'm a cootie freak, okay? Um, my destiny should have been an infection control, I believe, had I decided to continue in the um, institutionalized setting, because it was just obvious to me roots of transmission. I always found that fascinating. And being somebody who was constantly exposed, I was not very keen on being on the wards where you had these highly pathogenic organisms and these highly infectious organisms, the type of stuff that you would hear about in the news. Like right now, if I were still working in the facilities, I'd probably be dealing with short PPE or masks and gloves. Like who wants to deal with a patient without personal protective equipment, let alone some kind of virulent disease, viral or otherwise, bloodborne or otherwise, droplets or otherwise. Nobody wants that shit. And when you're in an institutionalized setting and you're in the Petri dish, well, yeah, okay, it's kind of gross. But my reasons for kind of running to the operating room was hell. It's a lot cleaner. The operating rooms are supposed to be sterile environments. And believe me, when done correctly, they are no joke. If you're serious about it, if you're serious about it. Now, my role uh, in terms of infection control there was to make sure that my sterile field stayed safe and the instruments that I passed over to the surgeons 
stayed sterile and all of this stuff. No contamination of the patient, no contamination of myself, and so on and so forth. And there's this whole chain, what they call a chain of transmission, right, between objects and people. And, all. and basically the operating room setting was designed to minimize that, just a sterile there is no, there is not supposed to be any infectious disease transmission within the operating room setting. That is a no-no. Whereas in the rest of the hospital wards, you're, you gotta back then a thirty percent chance of leaving the hospital with an infection. Even if you go to the hospital for something entirely different, you go to the hospital and you get an operation. The last statistic I read: thirty percent of people people who get elective surgeries, whatever, thirty percent just you're going to leave with an infection. You didn't go in there with an infection, but you're going to leave with an infection. You know why? Because those places are filthy. And um, 30% is atrocious. In the operating room, they want that zero. Is it ever zero? No. No, it's never zero. Because there's just so many methods and the instruments weren't cleaned correctly or somebody, again, uh, uh, the first assist to the surgeon, or the suture, was anything could be contaminated in theory, yes. Very easily. Uh, and, and how good the people are in terms of infection control, how good they are in terms of taking that seriously. It's a very serious thing. I took it very serious because I cared about the impact my actions had on people, whereas I had many peers who, I mean, the shit that I would see them do, man, it was just atrocious. It was really, you know, liability-inducing type of stuff. But again, we're not here for that. But Okay, so I ran up to the OR. I ran up there. I ran up to those other units to get off the quote-unquote dirty units because, man, I was just tired of being surrounded in filth. And I felt safer. I felt great. I mean, when I left the OR, first of all, I get there. I could wear my street clothes, walk into the locker, change into operating room scrubs. Okay, so I, first of all, I don't even have to worry about what I'm wearing there because I'm not entering the OR suite. I'm not entering the ward or the floor with regular clothing or the rooms so to speak I do have to go through but as I'm circulating and operating and I'm not operating but circulating the setting going around I'm wearing hospital scrubs that are sanitized right and hospital shoes I can't take my my shoes from the street or I have to put shoe covers on but you, technically you have designated shoes scrubs that are issued to you and uh, you wear your head cap and you wear your mask and you keep it moving and when you get into a procedure then you scrub and you gown and you glove and sorry you know you 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 get shit done now how this translates to the public setting i could see where people feel safer on a bus on a train in a supermarket wearing a mask i see it i, I get it i get it at its premise yes yes i mean hey i understand that completely um is it realistic in the public setting no. Does it reduce transmission? Maybe potentially, in theory. Maybe this is where all Cuomo's percentages are coming about because they're saying root of transmission and how many people you can affect. And Oh, well, you know, right now we're 1.2. One person can infect 1.2 people or 0.9 people. Like, what the hell is a 1.2 or 0.9 person? Like, what are, what, what are we talking about here? You infect one person, you infect one person. You infect two people, you infect two people, and they infect one person, or they infect two people. Not a point person and a third person. Like, what are we talking about here? Pets. There are statistics, there are numbers. But basically, they're trying to say that what we've done so far, almost two months, six weeks, five weeks of lockdown, has 
quote unquote flatten the curve, right? And this is what they've had like flashing all over the street signs, flatten the curve and, and social distancing and locking us down. And now they're requiring a mask. Public transportation, you can't, you know, you where, where, my question is, where are people going to find these masks? These el- people who really rely on the public transportation. I am lucky. I have masks. I've always had masks. I'm that type of person. I'm just prepared for weird things. And yes, I happen to like to clean with N95 masks before this became mass hysteria. Yes, I like nitro gloves before this came mass hysteria as a healthcare former healthcare worker. This is just that's my world. Um, now, everybody, or not everybody, but there's a massive shortage. So. You're requiring a city of close to like, what, 8 million people? And I don't know how many of them use public transportation. Let's say five or four. All those people going to have access to masks now? I mean, this is a terrible inconvenience for even people who can't breathe. Not everybody's comfortable wearing a mask. So, but to mandate that, you need a mask before you get into the supermarket. You need a mask before you get... That's fucked up. Like, if you don't have it, you don't have it. Um, I don't feel that it's anybody's right to tell people. Now, a person wants to go on wearing a mask, that's fine. If I went on to public transportation, look, I'm in public transportation when I was younger, when I lived in New York City. Um, if I were to have to use public transportation now, would I wear a mask to protect me from this virus in particular? No. Not at all. Not at all. As a former healthcare worker, no. Because wearing a mask really doesn't do anything if you're sitting in a car for an hour next to somebody breathing next to you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So to me, it's like a psychological fucking mindfuck because even if a person is COVID-19 positive and is wearing a mask and they are riding the bus for 10 to 13 minutes or 40 minutes and they are breathing and they are coughing underneath that mask, that mask is not... Even if it was N95... Guess what? The viral particles are still going to get out. They're not designed to filter. (laughs) But fine. Require everybody to wear a mask. Sure. We're going to spread the droplets. Okay. We're going to stop the spread of the droplets. Yes. Okay. I don't know what to call this, but hey, if people want to wear a mask and think it will help them, fine. If people are so scared of getting this infection that they feel that they have the right to require other people to wear a mask, even though it's not effective, you know what? Stay home. If you're that scared, wear a mask if you believe in masks. And if you believe in masks, then it should be enough to save you when you go out in public. But don't sit there and try to dictate to other people, well, I'm wearing a mask, you should too. No, they fucking shouldn't. They shouldn't have to, because you know what, asshole? Mask isn't going to protect you, and the mask isn't going to protect them. But whatever, right? So this is this is what now now. And I, I I was really ready to start some shit, but out where I live, they're not barring people at the door yet uh, when it comes to the supermarket. Because when it comes to, like I said, mass transit, I don't have to worry about this shit. And. Um, even where I'm working now, I mean, hell, everybody's wearing a mask. I mean, it's kind of cool. I like it. Uh, that is the mandate for where I'm currently employed. And uh, yeah, I don't care. Either or. I don't care. You want me to wear it, I'll wear it. You don't wear it. I'm, I'm comfortable. 
This is that's my bread and butter. That's what I have been doing for a long time. If people don't want to do it, I don't give a shit either. I don't give a fuck. Either or cuz my immune system's either going to be ready for this, which it is, or it's not. Um and I'm not going to rely on the government's suggestion or mandates to give me a false sense of security that they are protecting us and because we've done what they've told us well we are essentially heroes now because we all flatten the curve I, I want to print a t-shirt that says I helped to flatten the curve like I really want to print a bunch of t-shirts to all these dumb motherfuckers out there and just hand them out because you helped flatten the curve and you helped flatten the curve and you helped flatten the curve and you helped to flatten the curve by being a good little servant Stop letting them mind fuck you. Stop it. Stop it. Just stop. Because this is what they're good at. This is what they're really, really good at, believe me. I recorded a segment earlier before, um, and I just kind of went off there. <laughs> they're always, always trying to attack us. They're always trying to fight with us. And through very sophisticated methods, they will keep us confused and at each other's throats gotta rise up and beyond the propaganda may 15th four more weeks four more weeks okay how much more do new yorkers have in the michigan went up and they 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 had a little protest around the capitol and i'm not saying anything about that but let me tell you something now i i chose to play nice yesterday when i went into the drugstore all right, on my way home, I was like, you know, let me go to the drugstore. I'm just like, it's a long day. I'm kind of in the mood. I don't feel like going to the supermarket. I know I can get what I can get over here. You know, they got certain things that like boutique drinks because I'm into shit like that, right? I don't know why. Uh, they're not alcoholic drinks, but just, you know, fizzy stuff. I like bubbly stuff. And some places have it. The supermarkets have it. And now, now the freaking drugstores sell this. And I think it's cool. Almost like, not watermelon water, but you know all that fancy shit. So I have something in particular that I happen to love hard to find but I'm always scouting <laughs> so I know the different places where I can get what I can get when I feel like it so I stop by and I'm like great you know Cuomo in the morning I'm getting ready to go in and I'm hearing that everybody has to wear a mask no it was a de Blasio everybody has to wear a mask now and I'm telling the supermarkets and I'm urging them to put up signs and refuse people at the door like really if you de Blasio if you want people to wear masks just to be able to feed themselves, then you better have some masks. You 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 better get some masks out of Gracie Mansion and start fucking giving them out at the doors because you are denying a person's right to their own livelihood. What if they don't have a mask? Oh okay. Oh, oh so oh yeah. Oh, okay, so they can get a cloth mask. How about they just put like a life beater over their nose? I mean, like, how fucking stupid are we at this point? How dare you? How fucking dare you? So this is what I was prepared for on my way home. Because I heard this in the morning. I got so heated. I was like, man, these motherfuckers. I was like, they're going to make me trip. And I'm getting my period too. Like, what? What? So fine. On my way home, I was like, I'm going to go. I'm going to put on my mask. I have a mask. It's a cloth mask. And I had it for another job that I was working at. And I was like, all right. Am I going to play this game with people? And I seen a security guard outside. And he was wearing a mask. I'm like, fuck, where's the security guard? Because there are security guards now outside of... Well, 
near me, there are always security guards outside of supermarkets. But um, <laughs> uh, I see them outside of banks now, and I see them outside of ATMs now, and I see them outside of a drugstore. So I'm like, yeah, and let me tell you something, all right? I don't really, I never really got into legal trouble. But at times, the confrontations that I've had with police officers have been extremely pleasant or extremely hmm, challenging. They're not really crazy about my level of insubordination, and I do have a tendency to rub my, run my mouth, and I'm not fearful when I'm disrespected. I'm actually quite a bit of a lion. Um, yeah, I don't give a fuck. They don't scare me. And, you know, not that they're supposed to scare me or I'm supposed to scare them, but authority. There's only one authority who rules over me. And that's whatever personal <laughs> that's whatever personality is in charge at any given time. <laughs> and that is within me. My authority is what lives inside this body. And that's how I live and navigate this world. So therefore there usually clashes. That's a, that's the word I was looking for clashes. Let me not talk too much because it's getting long. This message is getting long, so I see the security guard outside and I'm like, alright, am I gonna play this game? Am I going to light a fire today? Or am I just going to fucking go in and do what I have to do and go out? So I was like, you know what? I'm too tired for this shit. I, I was too tired for a confrontation because I, I like confrontations. I'm not quite afraid of them. And that's, that's, that, that unnerves people. That unnerves authority figures a lot of times because I don't give two fucks. Um, but I try not to be ghetto about it, you know? I try to be as articulate as possible. So I go in. I put my mask on. And people are looking at me because it is a cute mask. It does. I look like a little pixie wearing it. Very innocent. Um, it's not a surgical mask. And, uh, and I go inside. And I really don't see that many other people wearing a mask. And I'm like, the fuck? I just complied for nothing. <laughs> I complied for nothing. But I went in, I got my shit, and I left. And then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? You're on some level mitigating... I, on some level, yes, mitigating my chances because if my visit was less than three minutes, then statistically speaking on paper, sure, I could be reducing my chances of whatever you want to claim, either or, uh, just by wearing it or limiting my contact or going through a self-checkout or whatever. It doesn't matter at this point. Does it, any of it really matter? But this is, this is what they're doing. So they're basically, I, I feel that it should be a choice and that was yesterday my choice and had I chose not to and had the security guard chose to fight with me on it who hell knows I was ready for a fight but then I didn't want to fight because I was too tired at the end of the day but that morning I was ready for a fight because like again you know I don't know it's hormones but yeah these people are really starting to make me lose my patience so for the next four weeks again, I'm gonna be busy working I'm gonna be in a good position and uh, people need to keep the lookout toilet paper is back on the shelves but now we got Smithfield Farms Right? Smithfield Farms pork. One of the pork processing plants in, in the United States. One of the largest. And then I also read about Tyson Foods. Uh, food shortages. You know, we've discussed this. I've discussed this months ago. Uh, this may... This is really what's really starting to play out. This is the real deal. The food shortages. Uh, we're going to see. We're going to see what's going to happen with that. But... I was inspired to record this segment because I was, I'm actually cooking bacon. <laughs> and it took me 20 minutes to get to the whole point of this. So I'm cooking bacon. And, um, yeah, 
It may be one of the last times I eat bacon. I don't know. I do have one more pound in the freezer. Uh, but the farms are shutting down. The, the, the food processing plants are shutting down. The farms are supposedly spilling milk. Like, what is, what is happening here? And this is, this is the scariest part. This is the scariest part. So while they're playing us and telling us to be good little citizens and, and denying people rights uh, to support themselves, feed themselves, but they're going to let you shelter in place. So they're going to allow you to house yourself. And so God only knows you know, what the landlords do. Maybe the landlords default and go bankrupt. Like what happens? What happens on, the, on a large scale when you have that many defaults? Who knows? The, the, house, of cards come, the house of cards come crumbling down, right? So... I don't know. I'm not really sure what my message is, but it's April 15th. And if you're going to get your stimulus, if you're going to do whatever you can, just keep stocking. Keep stocking. Keep stocking food and just look to put yourself in a good position. And again, I believe that I'm blessed because I was put into a great position. And maybe we'll all come out of this in better shape. But we will not come out of this in better shape if we swallow their lies hook line and sinker and we're more than willing to believe that there is a solution and a shot an injection is a solution and or there's a solution in the stock market going up or there's a solution into sports being open but we also have we're not allowed to attend they're not giving us real solutions okay and we have to open our eyes and realize like michigan michigan people they went out there man they went out there because that's what they believed in right they want their economy to open. They want their state to reopen. They don't have the numbers to justify this crazy lockdown. And will we ever have the numbers? I guess only time will tell. I'm really still on the fence about this, about this virus. The, the, the... But in the same respect, there are many waves. So a second and third wave could still be coming. Who knows? We don't know for sure. Uh, but people, I believe that we're in limited time and the limited time that we have, they're, uh, they're delaying. They're delaying the process of people being able to protect themselves and prepare accordingly. And so that being said, I'm really hoping that I didn't sniffle too much or fuck up the microphone too much. Because I'm going to have to listen to this and edit after. But uh, now we have the Nassau County update. So let's see what they have to say. hospitals the surge has it's not quite let up but it's not mounting anymore as we're seeing more people leaving more COVID patients leaving and coming in right now uh we're in a good place with our hospitals thank you oh they just finished we're in a good place with our hospitals in nassau county yay we won we're heroes we flatten the curve, motherfuckers. We flatten the curve. And just remember, not only do we flatten the curve, not only did they flatten the curve, they flattened our rights. They flattened our freedoms. Don't let them flatten your voice. <laughs>